Hello, JRPG fans. Welcome to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 86. We're so thankful to have you guys join us yet again. Um, we've got just a jam-packed show for you guys this week. I wasn't, you know, I never quite know what's going to happen in a week's time. And uh, we don't have any, like, huge stories, so I wasn't quite sure where to start with this week. But we've got a ton of small things to talk about. But before we do that... I want to start off with, uh, you know, before the main story, you've got your prologue. So I've, the prologue to today's show is I asked a question on the Facebook page, and I'm going to try to do this more often so we have something fun to talk about. This week it was gaming, but it's not always going to be gaming related. I've got something fun for next week. But I asked, name a game you've beaten, but can't wait to play again. For me, it's Tales of Berseria. Uh, I keep seeing this game on my shelf and I, I don't know. There's just something that makes me really want to dive back into this world. I enjoyed it so much that, um, it's just, it's just been kind of, it's been on my mind, you know? And then, you know, with Charles of Cold Steel 3 and with Tilia Riza and a couple games on the horizon for next year. I'm hoping I can kind of squeeze it in there somewhere, but it's like it's at the top of my list of stuff I want to go back through. So we had a couple of responses uh, to that, and uh, Jordan says that's a good choice. He says for him it would actually be Tales of Vesperia or possibly Earthbound. And so uh, Vesperia is also another one that I really want to get into. I picked it up on the Switch, so I'm kind of wanting to wait till I can catch it on sale on PS4, add it to my collection that way, and so I can really kind of tell what the real graphical difference was between the two titles. I don't suspect there's a ton, but um, that was one I wanted to play on on the big screen in uh, <clears throat> in a, lot, a little bit higher resolution. Earthbound, of course, is one of my favorite jrpgs of all time lots of good memories uh with that one as a young lad um i asked uh i asked a question that i thought i knew the answer to but i asked if that was going to be on nintendo online and of course they just put the super nintendo games on there and it's not yet but uh i would love to see that one pop on there and play it of course my cartridge still works um i could always fire up the uh the super nintendo and get back into that um, he says, you know, he also recommends the translation of mother three for the game boy advance. He says, it's amazing. I don't doubt that. Um, I am, I've always been of this opinion. I don't, and I don't know what this says about me, but I don't want to just play a translation. I want to wait these companies. I feel like these companies need to put these games out. Not just for Japan, but for the world. And I've never understood why Nintendo has not uh, not put out Mother 3. And why have they never continued this series? It is such a fan favorite. I think it would do very, very well. So, Nintendo, I'm talking to you. Get that thing out there. And um, let's get to it. Now, Jeff actually uh, says... Uh, Shadow of War. 
Um, that was the uh, the Lord of the Rings spinoff that they did. Um, gosh, I can't remember the the first one. The, Sha- the first one was Shadow of Mordor, and I, I played that one, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I really liked the story that they were telling. Uh, the battle system just kind of irked me a bit. I feel like I'd I'd be fighting and just like hordes of people on top of me, and I'm I'm just not. <laughs> Maybe I'm not as good as a gamer as I used to be, and I got frustrated with it. Um, he says, Shadow War takes everything good about the first one and improves upon it. The post-game is not worth playing, he says, though, but the main story is fantastic. So that is one I'm sure I can pick up pretty cheap and uh, and get to it. Lastly, Dalton says, Persona 5 for sure. He says, looking at you, Royal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't... Uh, can't disagree with that. And he says, from what I'm telling so far, Dragon Quest Eleven, I'm getting towards the first ending, loving every minute. And of course, I am beyond uh, excited about Royal, and um, that that counts to me as a you know, if you play Persona Five and you are want to play it again, I think you need to wait till Royal comes out and and get that full experience. Um, Obviously, you've already paid for Persona 5. That would be a cheaper option just to play it again. Um, <clears throat> but Royal is looking good. And then we got a, we kind of got off on a tangent on Dragon Quest Eleven, and it's raised some good points that I hadn't thought about for a while. As uh, we were just kind of talking, I was like, um, you know, I've loved Dragon Quest Eleven. There is now the Switch version of it. In its definitive edition, I am still, I'm still hurt that they did not bring out this version or as a DLC of some sort for PlayStation. Um, I feel like that's a bit of a slap in the face of the people who were early adopters and um, and supported Square Enix, and, and, and so then they come out with this superior version in every aspect especially with the music and uh, i mean the the 2d stuff is is really cool but that music should have been on the playstation version at the very least if you want to bring back out a definitive edition that has extra content and like the 2d mode i wouldn't have as big of a problem with it but to include the orchestral music and not even give that option to playstation owners is a slap in the face so uh he was kind of just talking about um how much how the switch version is just light years better um the 2d mode is quite cool um and then we kind of just got off on that whole tangent that I just <laughs> just kind of went into but it kind of just made me remember i was like man why do they do that that really stinks i wish they had not done that so yeah that's our quick question of the day if uh, if you want to chime in on that thread you are still welcome to it. it is over on the facebook page jrpg report you can join our growing community just like bob did last week shout out to all the bobs out there um, i don't like to get into last names um you know it's facebook anybody can find you but i think first name is adequate on that front so like i said there was um there was a fair amount of stories out there, but nothing really grabbed my, um, really tugged at my attention. So the, I'm going to go with the what uh, had, I guess, the most information to talk about. And again, that we've not gotten a ton of information 
about so far. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is trying to die. Uh, so we finally got some info about fairy tale, and um, like I said before, it's not an anime that I'm familiar with. I had heard of it. The game though looks it looks just like what I've seen from the anime, and the battle system looks really fun, a nice turn-based system. So it's really caught my attention, and uh, uh, publisher Koi Tecmo and developer Gust released some new information and screenshots about it. We got the new playable characters as well. So these are the latest five confirmed playable characters, and we'll talk about them a little bit here. Um, they are Kagura, Ishia, I believe that's how you say it. Some of these are pretty weird. Sting, Rogue, and Sharia. Uh, those were the latest five to be confirmed. Uh, but we got some information on the battle system. So here are the battle basics. Battle parties consist of up to five mages, allowing fan-favorite characters to combine together to perform impressive magical attacks displayed across a 3 by 3 battlefield grid. Each move deals a certain amount of damage across the tiles. Choosing appropriate attacks can ensure a split victory over troublesome enemies. There is magic link and extreme magic, as you'd expect. Um, maybe that's what's intriguing me so much, is while there are certainly characters with weapons, and that'll be a part of it, um, it really looks like it's going to focus on magic, which... In my mind, that can take such a backseat sometimes to just hack and slashing away with uh, with your main weapons. Obviously, you know, like Cold Steel 3, it's, it's a vital part of it. Um, taking uh, enemy weaknesses into account and attacking those elemental weaknesses. But you could just load up with a bunch of heavy damage dealers and kind of get the job done most of the time. So this one looks like it's going to be fun in a different aspect to really focus on the magic. So, yeah, Magic Link and Extreme Magic. By dealing damage, players will fill up their fairy gauge. This special magic chain allows uh, magic chain attack allows each player to deal a combo of attacks before unleashing a powerful finisher. Sometimes strong characters, like the beloved guild leader Makar Makarov, may even jump in to deal devastating damage with their extreme Magic again. Apologize for names. I'm not familiar with the anime. Just, just kind of guessing at the names how they pronounce them. Um, awakening and mode change. When an ally, an uh, ally party comes under heavy damage and are in a pinch, characters can awaken dormant abilities for a few turns, drastically increasing their powers. Some mages even have the access to whole new attacks. Dragon Slayers can use Dragon Force instead of their Awakened capabilities, and some mages can perform a mode change, offering a wealth of new battle options. Natsu's renowned Lightning Dragonfire Iron Fist, an example of the enhanced abilities that can be performed. Again, this would be helpful to know the anime, to know these uh, <laughs> terms and attacks. And then finally, there is Unison Raid. <coughs> Some mages are even able to unite together to perform 
mighty combination attacks known as Unison Raid, triggering a special Unison Raid cutscene right before unleashing their incredible attack against oncoming foes. Fairy Tale is due out for PS4, Switch, and PC worldwide sometime in 2020. So yeah, that's kind of cool. We finally got some breakdown information. There is going to be a special live stream on November the 30th at... Uh, 2000 Japan Central Time. This will be available on YouTube and Naniniko. The broadcast, which will introduce the game as well as share the latest information, will feature Wendy voice actor and the Kajil voice actor. So if you are looking for more information on that, apparently like 8 o'clock Japan Central Time at night is the time for live streams. That's when it seems to always come around. So are you excited about fairy tale? Are you a fan of the anime and looking forward to this? Or are you like myself and it just looks like a really cool game and something you really want to get into? Let me know in the comment section on the Facebook page. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and give a comment down below. We will be sure and, uh, talk to you there as well. Um, We've got a couple of quick hits here. Uh, Arc of Alchemist will launch January 30th, 2020 in North America. January 31st in Europe. This will be available for PS4 and Switch. Publisher Idea Factory International announced. In North America, both versions of the game will release digitally only. In Europe, the Switch version will release digitally. The PS4 version will release both physically and digitally uh we talked a whole lot last week about trials of mana and so now they are uh releasing the first in the series of character prologue digest trailers for the game these the first one introduces duran duran i'm not sure how to d-u-r-a-n we'll just say duran he is a young swordsman from the kingdom of valencia duran is a proud young soldier from Princelia, uh, the Kingdom of the Plains. Though he comes across as hot-headed and ready for a fight, the whole kingdom acknowledges his skill with a blade. Dern has nothing but love for his kingdom and respect for the hero king, a good friend of his departed father, Loki, the Golden Knight. So they've got a trailer accompanying this story. You can check it out. It's about a minute 40. Trials of Mana is due out worldwide for PS4, Switch, and PC on Steam. Worldwide, April 24th. So I'm guessing we're going to get a bunch more of these in the coming weeks. All these stories that I talk about can be found on our Facebook page. You can check that out. And everything that we talk about, including a few ones that we don't. Um, like a week like this week, I think I had uh, about 15 tabs open up on the uh on the old browser so not everything made the cut so you want to check over there to make sure there wasn't something that i uh, didn't gloss over and then sometimes there are you know things that come out that just i can't really talk about you know i can i can talk about in passing or or just uh, briefly, but you need to kind of read these things on your own because if I sat there and read you an article for 15 minutes or if I tried to describe a video, it'd just be eh, kind of boring. Anyway, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continents. Remember, that's the new mobile game sequel 
I guess you want to call it Tautopath, uh, has been delayed. It, um, it was previously planned to come out sometime in Japan. It has now been pushed back to, quote, 2020. Of course, that's in Japan only for now. I dare say it'll be a while before it makes its way over here. In a letter to fans, producer Yuki uh, Yokoyama said that while production of the Roost version, version 1.00, is almost complete, the production schedule has been revised to be able to provide the main story after the service launches. So it's kind of weird to hear delays on a mobile version because, you know, while you still got a lot of internal production, you're not making physical, you know, so there's not that whole aspect to it. But these things, um, we've seen plenty of these things launch just riddled with problems. So they don't want to, uh, they don't want to do that. Uh, You can certainly say that Pokemon Sword and Shield has been a success to the tune of it has sold 6 million units worldwide during its first week of release. Two million of those in Japan, the other four uh, for the rest of the world. The 6 million unit figure is the highest ever first week sales for a Switch game also making it the fastest-selling Switch game. Um, here is, well, goodness gracious, Nintendo of America had a rather lengthy press uh, press release that pretty much just tells you everything that I uh, told you, though. Uh, games in the core Pokemon RPG series have sold more than 240 million units worldwide since launching back with Red and Blue back in 1996. Now, that's a... I had both, I think, in some way, shape, or form, and played them for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. Long enough to know that it just wasn't really for me, and then more and more and more <laughs> releases kept coming out, and uh, just just not my thing. Um, speaking of... Live streams like we did a moment ago. Persona 5, the... This is... Okay, so... Atlas will host a Persona 5, the animation, Cafe LeBlanc, Attic Broadcast Station S, grief what a mouthful, live stream on November 29th. So, I I just said that 8 o'clock was the... uh, was the normal stream time in Japan. Well, not for this one. Apparently this one is going late in the evening at 2300, so 11 o'clock um, p.m. via Abana TV. So this may not be available for us over here in the West. Uh, <clears throat> it will premiere the latest information on Performance 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. So if you're interested in that, um, not sure how you're going to see that, but... I've got the link on the Facebook page. You can try to find out some more information and see how you can how you can view that one. Um, we did get a latest trailer for Persona 5 Scramble, Phantom Strikers, the Ryuji trailer. Take a look at Skull in action. Uh, of course, we already got trailers for Sophia and the protagonist, Joker, uh, a few weeks ago. If you're interested in checking that out, um, 
that is one of my, I'm I'm really looking forward to this game so much, but the idea that you can now control each one of uh, (laughs) the Phantom Thieves individually is extremely intriguing to me. I think it looks like, um, looks like a lot of fun. Um, an older game that we've barely ever talked about, and there's a reason for that, but Dragon Quest X is coming to browsers in 2020 in Japan. You'll be able to now play it on your smartphone, tablet, or PC browser. Uh, Square Enix announced the massively multiplayer online RPG is currently available across various devices, including PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, of course, in Japan. The browser version will be accessible across web browsers on multiple devices, including smartphones, tablets, and computers. Um, this one came out on the Wii. And then I think there was a Wii U and even Switch version in Japan as well. And uh, just a game that I would have loved to have played. I'm not into MMORPGs, but... This one would have been one I would have probably given a, a shot at, and uh, I just I don't think we're ever going to see it. I think it's just time to kind of give up on it, but it was news, and I thought I would uh, pass it along <laughs> to you guys. Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming to PC via Steam on December 10th for $59.99, publisher Square Enix announced. The PC version will include all the downloadable content previously released via the P- Season Pass on PS4 and Switch, including new content, recipes, hairstyles, clothing, and new areas to explore. This includes the Hato Stuff Pack, Aquarium Pack, and Modernist Pack add-ons. Users who pre-purchase the game ahead of release will receive the following in-game bonus content. You can get the ornamental medicinal herb recipe, Dragon Quest logo recipe, ornamental chimera wing recipe, five single block recipes for building decorative blocks with sun, stars, moon, water, and soul motifs, the legendary line art recipe, and low res luminary recipes. So if you've been holding off and uh, if you're like Dalton, you can't wait for this one to come out on your PC. It's coming. There was also a PC announcement trailer as well. So that is December 10th on PC. You get Dragon Quest Builders 2. Um, a game I'm not super familiar with, but uh, would pass this on to I believe it's Moro. M-O-E-R-O. Moro Chronicle Hyper. Um, limited run games is going to distribute a limited print edition of the game for the switch publisher idea factory international announced pre-orders will open on December 26th at the limited run games store. It's available as it's available right now digitally for the switch, but, uh, you can pick it up a physical copy if you are looking for, Oh, I guess you can play it right now if you want to, but if you really want your physical copy, You'll be able to get that uh, here soon. A limited run, just doing amazing work with uh, giving players like myself the physical copies that we demand. 
<laughs> so this game says, uh, Io is a simple young man with only one problem. He can't talk to any women. Any attempts at conversation are destroyed by his perverted mind, except when he talks to Lilia, his best friend and a monster girl. It looks like a interesting uh, title to say at least it is rated mature. So I'm sure you're going to get some uh, some fun stuff, some fun stuff uh, kind of thrown in there. So let's take just a quick break here and uh, have a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor, and we'll be right back with more episode 86 of the JRPG Report. All right, welcome back, guys. Um, I forgot to tell you, my name is James Fisher. Welcome back to the JRPG Report. Uh, quickly, let's just give a big shout-out to uh, our new subscriber on YouTube, Savage Galka Gaming. Uh, he left me some cool comments. It's been fun getting to talk with him or her. Not can't really tell from that name. And um, update on the um, listener support sweepstakes i guess we'll call it um we are now at the two big shout out to jordan he is our newest supporter and uh, if you will follow the links here there and everywhere via the facebook page at the bottom of your um if where you're listening this to if you'll look down at the bottom of the episode description there's a link to do that remember i need three more people at least to sign up for listener support between now and the end of the year you'll be entered to win that limited edition $80 value Final Fantasy 7 remake. Now, um, just in case you're wondering, um, I'll be ordering this through Amazon and putting your address on it. So you'll still get it the first day. It's not like you're going to have to, uh, it's not like it's going to ship to me first and then I got to ship it to you. It's, you'll be getting it first thing like everybody else. You don't have to wait on that if you've already you know, ordered it and, uh, and you end up winning, you'll know, uh, I'll do that drawing, um, that first week of the year. So it's not like you won't have time to cancel yours and be like, Hey, my copy's coming. So yeah, I need, uh, I need at least three more people to sign up for that. And we will have, uh, have that sweepstakes in 2020. Just, just crazy to think about 2020. Anyway, Back to the news, um, a interesting looking game, um, level five is producing this one, one of my favorite developers, and this one's called snack world, the dungeon crawl gold. It's coming up for the switch. And, um, if you don't have any plans for a Valentine's day, you can pick this one up as it's coming out on February 14th, 2020 in North America and Europe. Here is an overview of the game via Nintendo. They say, let the dungeon crawl begin. What is Snack World, the dungeon crawl? Become a heroic adventure in this roguelike RPG, crawling through dungeons in your search of rare treasure on a mission to seek revenge against the villainous Sultan Vinegar that violated your village. You can even tag along in teams of up to four to take down tenacious tyrants. Um, you are the crawler of your own dungeon, customize your hair, eyes, mouth, body, everything onto an avatar that best suits you before heading out for your adventure. Outfit yourself with Jara's 
weapons, shields, healing tonics, and status-buffing colognes with randomized parameters that can be struck down for ease of carrying and switch them on the fly based on the baddies you're battling. Snacks are snapshots of quirky creatures and kooky characters that you can summon to your side in battle. Collect and trade snacks and jars with your real-life friends if you have any. I, I did not throw that in there. That's what this uh, article <laughs> says. The more you achieve on quests, the more you are bequeathed with chess. Each quest has varying conditions with ultra-rare items up for a ga- grab. High fantasy and high-tech collide in this fourth wall-breaking RPG with a modern twist for gamers of all generations. The gold version includes both the expansion packs, expansion packs and other downloadable content from the original Japanese release of the game free of charge. There's a trailer that comes along with that. Uh, it's as unique looking as it, uh, as a description of sounds and I'll see what this comes out at. This is, um, this is pretty interesting. It looks like a perfect switch game uh, to kind of play on the go. Um, We'll just have to, we'll see a little bit more about this one and uh, what it ends up being. Some odd news of Kingdom Hearts 3. The demo is now available. <laughs> okay. And, okay. And now this one will lead into our next story. I guess that makes more sense. Um, uh, the Square released a free demo for Kingdom Hearts 3 on PS4 and Xbox One. The demo contains two stories, one from the game's opening sequence to an introduction of Olympus, and one that covers the first half of the Toy Box adventure game. Saved data from the um, former story can be transferred to the full game. So, yeah, had the game for a while, but you can now play the demo. That's that's an odd, odd, odd thing to do. Uh, if you've been holding out... For some of the older games, and you've got an Xbox One, well, now you're going to be able to play it. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue are now available. No, I'm sorry. They're not even available yet. (laughs) I misspoke. They're coming to Xbox One in 2020. Ah, I don't know. That... That's these are weird stories, weird stories from Kingdom Hearts. I don't understand why these games have taken so long to uh, to come out, um, and they're not even out yet. You have to wait a little bit longer, twenty twenty, to get the full Kingdom Hearts story. But if you waited this long, I guess you can wait a bit longer. Uh, Romancing Saga Reuniverse. Will be available for iOS and Android in 2020. Publisher Square Enix announced the smartphone game first launched in December 2018 in Japan and has been downloaded over 15 million times. We already talked about this one last week. Get out of here, story. That's an old story. Sometimes I get confused, as you can tell. Uh, there was a blivy of uh, new uh, Project Secure Wars information out. Remember, they did that live stream last week uh, i believe that was the ninth one or something like that and there were some new characters um that came out uh a new the smartron item that will support uh the protagonist during the game's adventures the smartron has various functions that will help you progress through the game including a map well that's handy 
you need your map. Activity log, uh, photo album. You can now answer calls. Via, so it's, I mean, it's a cell phone. <laughs> it has apps. But um, that's always good. There's something called uh, Koi Koi Wars. is a mini game built in. Progress to the game, you can play against new opponents. So I'm not sure what that is. The Brahmai Collection lets you see the various different sides of each character's. You can purchase items at shops or find them dropped in various locations on the map. Gather them all up to uh, to become a Bromide master. So yeah, a bunch of... Uh, there's a battle simulator that you can get some practice in on as well. Um, there was also some new characters that came out during the live stream. Uh, there's a interesting trailer that came out and... It looks at the characters, six main characters' original designs. I've got the link to that story on the Facebook page, so you can kind of see where they started at, and then uh, how they came to the characters that you have seen now. Uh, in Japan, you can play the demo now. Uh, the demo features the games, uh, both the games Adventure and Battle Parts. To sample during the adventure part, you can walk around the Grand Imperial Theater and enjoy events with the Imperial Combat Review. Four division members in a setup, special setup made just for the demo, including the heroine's reactions that change via the limited time choices system. During the battle part, you can play while switching between the mechs of the protagonist and heroine. Project Zero Wars is due out on PS4. On December 12th in Japan and spring 2020 in North America and Europe. So I'm guessing um, maybe as we get towards next year, we may get a demo head, uh, head our way. There is a new, uh, not very long, uh, about 42 seconds of gameplay um, for uh, featuring Asuna in Sword Art Online. At least, do you say, <laughs> I cannot say this. Alization. Licorice, like Horus. Um, you can check that out. This game looks pretty good. Um, I've got one of the Sword Art Online games uh, downloaded on my PS4, but haven't uh, have never played this one. This one looks pretty fun. Uh, Maybe something I can get into uh, at a later date and time. Uh, quickly, just I'm looking at this page and it's telling me of some upcoming events. Um, in just a few days, on November 24th, we will have the Tales of Graces anniversary party. If you recall, when I first saw this was coming up, this marks the 10-year anniversary of Tales of Graces. I called it then, and I'm doubling down on it now. We're going to see a remaster of Tales of Graces be announced at this. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. I really like Tales of Graces, so I would love to uh, play that one again in uh, in full HD. It, it's the same thing they did with uh, Vesperia at its 10-year anniversary. They announced that it was fun. Now, the little different situation with that one has, uh, you know, it had not been previously available on uh, systems outside of the 360, whereas... Uh, Graces was already on PlayStation, but maybe this is a chance to not only bring it back on on PlayStation, but also onto Switch and, you know, maybe even 
Xbox. That does happen sometimes. And then uh, coming up in a few weeks is the Grand Blue Fantasy Festival on December 13th through the 15th, where we are hoping to learn some more uh, Relink news, but we will wait and see. Last story I want to talk about today, and um, it's a maybe a bit lengthy. It's a long article, but we've not gotten a lot of information about Christ Tales, and I'm not sure exactly how much is in this article i think it's more just talking about some things but that's um let's just read it so uh it's not it's not too short let's just say so publisher modus games and developer dreams unincorporated have released new information on the world of christ tales introducing the coastal town of saint clarity in the chrysalis region quote if you've played the demo which is only available on steam and G-O-G, forgive me, I don't know what that stands for, for Christ Tales, then you know that your journey begins in the quiet town of Nerum. This is where you'll meet Christbell and the first members of her team, her god, Matthias, the mage warrior Christopher, and old uh, child mage Wilhelm. At the conclusion of our demo, our heroes make their way out of Nerum to figure out where the assault on her hometown came from, and we can't be happier to have more of the game to show you now. So without further ado, welcome to St. Clarity. And uh, along with the articles, they've got kind of these five-second moving picture, you know, I would call them videos, but it's more of just some screenshot and uh, five-second clips of it to go along with it. You'll want to check out the Facebook page to, to see these uh, images in action. Again, just... I love the way this game looks. It is so, so unique and so pretty. St. Clarity is a coastal town where you continue your adventure and experience the beautiful new areas, the new area of Christ Tales. The people of St. Clarity live in two distinct districts, the lower slums where the workers and common people live out their days, doing back-breaking labor, and the inner city where nobles and the elite experience a completely different version of life behind their high wall. The fashions and architecture of St. Clarity are inspired by several coastal cities like uh, Cartagena, Barranquilla, and many more from the Atlantic Ocean limits in Colombia. You'll see the bright and flowing appeal that the city is famous for. The characters reflect much of the vibrant colors and unique architecture found in the country, as well as some of the inequality found all over the world in many locations that rely heavily on tourism for their economies. Some of this will be part of the quests and knowledge you'll obtain in the towns. On your journey in Christ Tales, you'll meet a number of memorable characters in St. Clarity, including Enzo, the local mayor, known for his ruthlessness, and the clever and intelligent roboticist, Ardry, a who dreams of a future that will bring prosperity to her fellow neighbors. The town of St. Clarity takes cues from Columbia Coastal Apparel, and natural events that happen frequently in Colombia, like the surreal areolos, rain-fueled flash floods that can carpet neighborhoods and streets. You have to find high ground to avoid getting carried away. This is just an example of what to expect in the new town. Just like other areas of Christ Tales, you'll be able to see past, present, and future of St. Clarity and influence them based on your decisions. 
that you make when you play. We won't spoil any of those decisions for you, but suffice to say, every version of the future might not be gilded and glistening with gold. Of course, Crossdales wouldn't be much of an RPG if you didn't have enemies to defeat, along with those decisions you're making, right? Let's take a look at the new skill and enemy. So it kind of shows a... Um, just... I, don't, I, I still... I guess I could play the demo. That would probably give me a better idea of it. But it really looks like you're incorporating the time travel into the battle system um, as well with... You, they do a plant poison skill and then go into the future for the enemies, which makes that poison affect them. It's pretty cool. As you may have experienced at the end of the demo, Wilhelm will be the next party member that will join you after Christopher. And here's the look at his abilities. Wilhelm's ability can be used for direct one versus one damage, but with careful planning, you can sing his abilities with Crossdale's abilities to have stronger effects. He'll have Yuka Dragons that he can throw at individual enemies to enact various status effects or just damage, or that he can plant to enhance their abilities across time. His poison creates an area effect poison effect when allowed to mature and explode in the future, for example. The possibility of mixing abilities with the different characters and how they interact with each other is the heart of Christale's combat system. Through Christale's, you acquire new skills as the party levels up, but also as part of quests and plot elements. They've barely scratched the surface of combat. And so they say, but it wouldn't just do to give you all too much luck into the future, would it? Crystales is due out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC in 2020. It is easily one of my most anticipated games to come out next year. I'm, I'm captivated by this game. I love new ideas. I love art styles like this and um i guess i just need to bite the bullet and download the demo so i have a better idea when i decide to do that i will let you guys know firsthand how it is um that's all the news i have for this week uh let's quickly just say i don't know what's going to happen next week um thanksgiving is always uh (laughs) a bit of a hectic time to say the least um, we are this weekend and kind of starts and it, I don't know, go on for a week with Thanksgiving being on Thursday here in America. That's usually our published date. If I can get one out before then, I will do that. If I'm low on content, I may just do another Sunday special, but rest assured you'll have something next week. I just, I just don't know what, um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget, give us a like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, If you could do us, give us a review that helps uh, bump us up towards the top of these things and uh, get some message out to more people who are trying to find the podcast. Um, Sign up for listener support. A couple more of you guys and we can have our contest. Of course, I'll take your support whether whether, uh, you want to be entered in a contest or not. I I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys for... uh, not only listening, but especially those who have taken the extra step that want to support me in this endeavor and labor of love. But that'll do it for this week. Episode 86 is a wrap. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until next time, get back out there and level up.